Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I'm going to be talking about manipulating your husband with sex, and is this a bad thing or a good thing? Uh, Before that, we want to uh, talk about subscribing. As usual, you should definitely subscribe. I have 90 subscriber episodes. They're all awesome. Some of them are about how to... um, Oh, shit. There's the oral sex one. That's the one that you want to hear about, right? (laughs) Oral sex on women, and there's like a million other ones. Okay, so moving on. So should you try to manipulate your husband with sex? Yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? I mean, finally something good would be happening in the bedroom. You know, it's so funny because like manipulation gets like a bad rap, and like guys say like women manipulate them with sex by withholding sex. Like women like are really not that stupid, you know? You don't think that, like, punishing somebody is going to make them, like, love you more. Like, these women have been parents. Like, they know that there are downsides to punishing. They're not trying to withhold sex. I've discussed this ad nauseum. Women that aren't having sex with you within the context of an unhappy marriage are not trying to withhold sex in order to make you act better. If they are, that is rare. And that's uh, women who have more symptoms of borderline personality or narcissistic personality. But... Um, in what they're doing is basically being deeply authentic. They're like, I don't want to have sex, which they definitely don't because spontaneous desire is uh, pretty much gone within monogamy, especially after a certain age. And um, so they don't want to. They're really just being their, you know, deepest, truest selves. They're like, not only do I not want to, but he's being an asshole. So who the hell am I going to have sex with him for? I mean, in the moments that your wife's rejecting you, she is in no way being manipulative. She is, in fact, being um, selfish. Yeah, sure. Globally, yeah, just like you're being selfish when you're mad at her and you don't plan to take her to a date night, right? So everybody can be selfish. But she's not being inauthentic. Um, She's being really authentic too authentic. (laughs) As I talk about in the podcast about the cult of preferences and boundaries, people nowadays are much too authentic um, in terms of putting their own needs above that of the marriage or their partner. So um, women, if you really do want to have a happier marriage, I mean, this is like the advice given to women for millennia, you would have sex. And if you want, if you are having sex in order to get another thing, such as a happier husband or happier marriage, then yes, sure, that's manipulation. Cool. I great like that's like a great use of manipulation you know when else you engage in a great use of manipulation if you're like me which you probably are if you're a a woman and a mother uh, remember like uh, nap schedules and like stuff like that you know and getting the baby on a schedule you were trying to manipulate the baby because you were trying to get the baby onto a schedule that would make him or her a happier baby remember that book happiest baby on the block it was all about manipulating your baby (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, and so is like basically every part of teaching a child, and so is any part of training a child, and so is teaching a child manners or anything. It's all manipulation. Is it manipulation with nefarious long-term intent? Certainly not. You are trying to help your child long-term, and in the case of the nap schedules, you are going to get a happy baby, and a happy baby makes a happy mommy and a happy family. So is the same goddamn thing, right? I mean, so if you want to have a happy marriage with zero sex, I mean, you know, I don't know, you could marry a guy that has no sex drive. But if you didn't do that, and most women don't want to do that, then yeah, I mean, you, you're gonna, you, you can really make a lot of headway with the whole manipulating your husband with sex. You could make him the happiest husband on the block and he would be a hell of a lot nicer and calmer. It goes back to my podcast, um, what would your husband act like if he got all the physical affection he wanted? Well, that's an experiment that you should run because um, if you were having sex with your husband, and I don't mean just like... Um, sex where he thinks you're like manipulating him by like having like uh sex with him for like you know five minutes just that he gets off and then you could be like oh well maybe you won't act like an asshole now I mean that's mean right so uh you wouldn't want your husband to manipulate you by taking you on a date and then being like this sucks I wish I wasn't here I mean no I would like your husband to manipulate you by getting you like awesome gifts and being really nice and romantic he's trying to manipulate your mood cool great, more power to them. I hope it succeeds. You know, because just like how you're trying to manipulate your kids by being happy, to, into being happy by taking them to Disney. Just because people have intentional desires to influence their partner or children's behavior in positive ways that are beneficial for the entire unit does not mean that those things are bad in any way. So if you have thought that it would be inauthentic, for example, to initiate sex when you're not in the mood, why don't you think of it as a gift? Like, do you really feel like, um, I don't know, buying your husband a Christmas gift? No? Why? It's another thing on your plate, right? Who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, you could take it down to like the most basic level. You could say, basically, if it doesn't impact me, I don't fucking want to do it. And some people do say that after the marriage is truly, you know, jumped the shark and they're on the verge of divorce. But you don't feel like that, hopefully, about uh, most things, even though they aren't your favorite thing. You're like not, you're not like, oh my God, the thing that I most want to do with my extra 10 minutes now is look on Amazon for something my husband likes. No, like who cares? You want to do something else. You want to do your work. You want to watch TV. You want to scroll on TikTok. You don't actively want to do some other thing, but like you also see that you want to make your partner happy. And so the happy partner that gets a Christmas gift is going to be, you know, happier. And uh, generally, most men would totally forego the Christmas gift, ironically, for sex, you know. So why don't you view sex as a gift, a gift that you are using to manipulate your husband into being happier? And since I've already told you it has to, it can't be some bullshit, you know, you can't be just, um, you know, laying there like, you know, an exhumed corpse, you know, then maybe responsive desire will kick in and you'll actually like it too. That is what most people see when they give sex as any sort of a gift is that actually they really like making the partner happy and then they feel happier and turned on themselves. Because like 
a guy who feels like his wife is the sexiest person in the world and that they have an awesome sex life is a guy who feels happy to be alive and happy to be married and all of those things because as I've discussed repeatedly, guys um, get married to have sex. You know, they love you, they find you attractive, but they get married to have sex with that person regularly in a uh, socially and legally condoned setting. (laughs) And while that may seem moronic to anybody who's been married for more than six months, um, it still is the case and it will probably always be the case no matter how many, you know, uh, people forward their young nephews or whatever my podcast. Nobody will believe it. Youth has lots of hope and every man in his 20s will still think that he is the one whose wife will continue to want to have sex after marriage. So, you know, if you make your husband's life filled with magic and wonder by having sex with him a lot and good sex and enjoying it and all of that, then, you know, which honestly you could probably do more than you think if you really believe in responsive desire and you really allow yourself to get into the mood, you know, and understand that spontaneous desire is more for people who are young and unmarried, then he will be the happiest husband on the block and it is likely that your marriage and your family life will improve precipitously. Similarly, the, you know, your husband should be trying to make your life filled with magic and wonder and if he doesn't know how to do that, then you got to tell him how. So surprises and dates and nice text messages and all of those kinds of things are the ways probably that he can make your life more filled with magic and wonder. Just like you guys try to make the kids' lives filled with magic and wonder. If you try to do it for one another, yes, that's manipulative, but with a great, you know, goal. And it's a super well-intentioned manipulation. You want your husband to be happier. He should want you to be happier. If you both are happier, you're better parents, you're better people. The home runs smoother. Your children have a template for a happy marriage. Both of you feel lucky. It goes on and on and on. So this is something that people have to understand. Um, It's amazing how many intelligent people I work with that still somehow think that, uh, you know, marriage is supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. Nothing is easy. Parenting isn't easy. You love your kids, right? Parenting's not easy, you know? No relationships with another human being are consistently easy. You have to put in the work. And sometimes you don't want to do it, but you do it anyway in order to make them happy. So instead of in any way thinking like, how can I just get my needs met today? As I frequently say, what about thinking, how can I meet my partner's needs today? And then seeing how that snowballs into a really, really positive sort of, um, sort of frame for the marriage and for the family and for everybody involved. If you thought every day, how can my kids make me happy today? Man, you'd be setting yourself up for a world of hurt, right? Because that that's not why they're on this planet. And so you got to think, how can I make my kids happy? Not like minute to minute. Obviously, I say more than anybody, you know, like let, let them kind of do their own thing. They can have frustration. They don't have to get everything they want. Sure. But overall, you're obviously trying trying to provide your children with a happy childhood. And so it really needs to be very similar in the marriage. You want to do whatever you can on the back end, you know, internally, externally, reading, being open-minded, whatever, to get yourself into a headspace where you want to give generously to your spouse in whatever their love language is. And you will see the benefits of this because if you're, if you uh, have sex with your husband all the time and he thinks it's great and you're really going outside
outside your comfort zone and you're really doing whatever he likes, that he's going to feel like a super lucky man and so lucky to have you and he is going to be super happy. And what do happy people act? Happy and positive and motivated and loving and involved and invested and all of the things that you want. Also, he won't want to lose you because you're so wonderful, you know? And you have sex with him all the time, which is his love language and which he knows, you know, is something that is rare after doing all of the reading and listening that he does to me. He will then value you even more, of course, if you do this and be so much one zillion times likelier to do nice things for you. Because I'll tell you, when I get couples in counseling and the woman's having sex with the man multiple times a week, I, I say outright, what are you complaining about? This is great. You're living the dream. Yeah, you want to work on the quality of the sex? Sure, we could do that. But let me just tell you right now, you're in a good place, my friend. You're in a better place than other people are because you are having sex with a woman who finds you attractive, literally just asked her, she just told me, having sex with you multiple times a week, like you're already in a good place. Why don't we focus then, you know, a little bit on what makes her unhappy too, you know? And uh, so if you want a couple's counselor, by the way, to focus on what your problems are with him, why don't you be the good one and say, I'm already sleeping with him a lot and having good sex with him and he won't be able to say no. And then you could focus more on his issues, which I'm sure there are many. And of course, this um, this really brings up a point, which is that if you really want to do your best uh, at working on your marriage, then it's really important that you own your own issues first, and then you can turn to your spouse's issues. Because it, in, in this uh, situation, for example, the common situation where a man doesn't think that he's having sex enough because by any metric he is not, then that would become an issue in not as many couples counselors offices as you might think um, sadly for him because many couples counselors go along with the idea the misguided idea that if you increase emotional closeness the sex will come that doesn't usually happen um, usually couples that are having sex have sex kind of whether or not they're fighting to a certain degree and couples that are not having sex aren't you know having sex but yes there is some overlap of course with profound marital unhappiness and if you really want to work on whatever your partner's contribution is to that then you probably want to make sure that you are being the best spouse that you can be of course that's easier said than done when you're feeling a lot of resentment but still it's something to aspire to and very practically speaking you know here's here's the real scoop the better you do as a wife you know or a man listening as a husband, then the more that your spouse is going to eventually recognize that whatever their issues are, uh, are, are not solely related to you. You know, so it's very easy for a guy to blame all of his misery on not having sex. But, um, and, and he's right, you know, I mean, he's not getting his love language met and it's not all of his misery. I have a whole podcast saying like, if you get laid, it's not going to change everything, you know. But um, if you want to take that off the table as something that he can say is the reason that he's miserable, if you know in your heart that he's just a depressive kind of guy and he's going to kind of be the same no matter what, why don't you run that experiment? Why don't you manipulatively run that experiment and have some awesome sex with him? You know what? A lot of guys will cheer up and the ones that don't, it'll be a lot more evident to them that the issue may be with them because 
If a man's married to you, he likely does not hate you and he doesn't want to think the worst of you. And if you really tried to bring your A game in the bedroom and he was still feeling like shit about his life, you know, it's not going to be lost on him fully. And that's something that you can really um, use to your advantage when you are trying to tell him, hey, look, you know, you were kind of miserable before. You're kind of miserable now. Our marriage has gotten better, but you're still upset all the time and difficult and rigid and what have you. So I really think that you ought to be in therapy. And that's something somebody's going to listen to a lot better if you've already made inroads uh, on whatever they wanted you to work on, which in this case, as we're discussing, is the sex life. All right, so I hope that you found this interesting and useful. Overall, feel free to manipulate your partner. If it's with something that they really like in order to make them happier, then that manipulation is fine. It's just the same as the happiest baby on the block manipulations or any of the manipulations of parenthood. And, uh, and I will talk to you guys soon and have a great day.